AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. GG Poker is the biggest online poker site and they have more players than any other on the internet. Why play anywhere else? They have a wide range of games and unique features that you just can't find on any other site. GG Poker run huge tournaments with big prize pools and they hold the record for the biggest ever prize pool on an online poker tournament. There are games for all players at all skill levels, whether you're new to poker or a seasoned pro, including cash games and exciting tournaments like Bounty Hunters and Sunday Majors. GG Poker offer popular games like Texas Hold'em and Omaha to unique games like All In or Fold and Spin and Gold. New players that make their first deposit get £60 in free play, 18 plus, new UK players only, minimum deposit is £10, full terms and conditions apply, begambleaware.org and please play responsibly. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. 
Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. Come on, no. Hello, welcome to the Fighting Cop Podcast, episode twenty. It doesn't matter what the episode is. The episode is Tottenham are a massive, massive football club. Could you imagine? I can't imagine. It, I wasn't. I love it. I absolutely love it. Joined by Bardi and Cal. How you doing, boys? Yeah, man. Well, John, or Gabriele, how are you Lovely. doing? Lovely, it. love it. I'm, I'm going to eat so much spaghetti and pizza. I'm not going to eat. I'm all I'm going to eat until until this all goes tits up and Conte walks out on Tottenham. All I'm going to do is eat spaghetti and pizza and cannoli. Do like cannoli, do it. Can- Leave the gun, take the cannoli. Mm. Yeah, how you doing, boys? Are you excited? Excited? It's just been announced. Literally, just been announced. The Tottenham even the the Tottenham admin on Twitter even managed to fuck it up, didn't he, buddy? <laughs> He, he thought, I don't know, you'd have thought they would have had all day to plan this tweet and then they go, bienvenido, which is Spanish. And then they had immediately had to delete. I mean, not even I delete tweets that fast. And, and I've done some bad things on Twitter. But I think that's up there with the worst. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty bad. Um, all right, so it's just been announced. Conte has signed for Spurs, 18-month contract with an option to extend. Um, these short-term contracts are typical of sort of big name managers now, aren't they? I mean, Tuchel, I think he signed a two-year deal originally and it's been extended and uh, Pep Guardiola's on a rolling one-year contract, I think. It's not uncommon now. I'm just, you, 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 do you have any thought about that, Cal, in terms of the um, the length of the contract? Is it a problem? Not really. This this isn't like players where you're trying to protect a transfer fee, where you're thinking about Fosman rules. These are, these are coaches and when do you ever really see big coaches get poached from one big club to another. It rarely, rarely happens. The only reason Conte would eventually leave is because it's not it's not happening anymore. Or we get to a place where it's like Sir Alex Ferguson, he's won he's won us twenty championships, he's won us three or four Champions Leagues, and then he goes when he's like seventy five years old. Um yeah. but it doesn't we don't you don't need to have massive contracts is the point I'm making. Okay. Uh, no, I mean, but... what's the point in having a big contract at Spurs? No one, no one lasts six months. So, Paddy, <laughs> as, as, as someone obviously you got a vested interest in Conte because he's one of your countrymen, but also um, he's done bits out in Italy more significant than the, what he's done with Chelsea here, right? What? How... Yeah, I think. Think I think what we what we got to look at here is there was this kind of energy when we appointed Mourinho and. There are very there's similarities, but only so far as in these are these are big name managers. I think Conte is a, a totally different character, a to- totally different personality, and has a totally different outlook on football. He's someone who um, Alex kept saying yesterday in your podcast relevant, and he he is because his achievements are yesterday; they just happened. Yeah. And um, I really do think he he's a he's a coach who will inspire our players, will get them playing to a system. He can be very mechanical, but you know the, the, some of the best things in life are quite mechanical, apart from perhaps having sex. That everything is if you follow in a purpose and following a routine, you're going to do great things. And I'm fully on board this. I'm fully on been board. Record, we've been recording four minutes, and you're talking about sex already. How have you even brought sex into this? 
Because it, what, it's just something that Nathan kept saying the other day about mechanical repetition, repetition. I was just thinking, <laughs> I think it was sounds sex. a bit like me. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with being repetitive and consistent in the bedroom, I, I, I think. I think like a slow, no. steady mechanical exactly. thrust is something that some men should aspire to. And this, Can't I keep just, switching this, it up all the time. Because I've been speaking about Conte for the, yesterday for about two hours solid, and there was something I didn't get across as well, because I know we've been burned a few times as Spurs fans because of the, the Chelsea links, AVB, yeah. Jose, the rest of it. But I think Conte's a manager that rivalries don't, don't mean anything to. And um, I meant to say this yesterday, he walked into Inter where the ultras hated him. They were crying because they were appointing a Juventus manager. Right. And then when he left... They were crying because he was leaving. He's that kind of guy that the, moving from Chelsea to Tottenham is not going to affect him. It doesn't mean anything. It's well, not how long, something how long, that... Well, he'd done 18 months at Chelsea, right? Yeah, he did 18 months, yeah. Yeah, so what? I mean, he probably just... In, in Conte's mind, Chelsea, in, just in terms of his managerial career, is a footnote. Oh, yeah, no, no, yeah. footnote's not... Maybe that's a bit dismissive. It's very dismissive. He won the league in the FA Cup. But he, he's... He, like I say, I'm, I'm curious about what you think about his achievements... Over, over, over in uh, in Italy. What like, what he did with Inter Milan. I know Juve is something else. And when he took over at Juve, mm. they weren't the U- all conquering Juventus that we know them to be. I think it was shortly after they were relegated or a season or two. I they mean, were they in finished seventh. They finished seventh, which is not good enough for Juve, right? Seventh. No, no, it's not no. good enough. And they were they were a team that was um, it was it was fat with players that weren't up to the Juventus standards. It was Filippo Filippo Melo is an, an example of just a, just a butcher that was running around the midfield, and he went in there and immediately put a, a mindset and a style of playing that was this is Juventus, this is what we're about, and this is how we should be playing football. And he changed the mentality that still carries on today. And um, yeah, he, he set in he set in motion this this modern day. Juventus has turned into quite an ugly Ronaldo chasing conglomerate, but he, he was at the foundation of that. And um, what about what about Inter Milan? What what I mean, he, yeah, he won the league with Ashley Young as a as a fullback. You know, that's the kind of when when he was at Inter, he he kicked and screamed because he wanted certain players, but when the money didn't arrive, he was able to 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 make those players better than what they are. Lautaro Martinez before Conte was was a failing striker. Ashley Young, you know, who, who, wins, who wins the Scudetto with Ashley Young at, at fullback? <laughs> he, um, he, he rejuvenated some of those players. He managed to... Arturo Vidal is a joke of a footballer, but he still managed to get a song out of him. And the players that have improved under him, there's, there's youth Italian players there, Bastoni, Barella. These guys have just blossomed under his training because they bought into him. And I'm really excited about what he can do with, with our players. Yesterday when we were talking, and I realise we've, we've recorded a podcast already about this, but now it's real. And I wanted to speak to you, Bardi, obviously, because uh, you have a different viewpoint as, uh, you know, you understand Italian football and we don't, basically. And I, I just enjoy speaking to you. But, uh, the <laughs> Cal, what, what, when, when we sort of started talking on WhatsApp yesterday and it was mooted that Conte could be the one all of us said bollocks in it. No chance. There's no chance. But we were saying, but imagine if we did, because that would be great. But why would he come to Tottenham? What what was going through your head as it started to develop yesterday and become a reality? Uh, I did five statements with you on Sunday, and I was like, throw the transfer budget at Graham Potter. 
Uh, I was very much in that project manager. Well, we talked coach. about Conte on Sunday, didn't we? And you, and you said, I think we talked about this and said, did did if we had a choice between Conte and Potter, what would we choose? And both of us said Potter. What would you revise that now? Because I don't think oh. I'd be as, as excited about Potter as I am about Conte. Yeah, I think Potter. I think Potter, Potter. does. Oh, he's a fucking idiot. He's and wanker. Is... He's a wanker. We've got Conte now. Yeah, we've got Conte now. We've got he's a, a dork. Now. He's a dork. He, he is. He's a fucking dweeb. He's a like, dork. He's like, he's like that kid in The Sopranos that shits in the shower. He's just yes. perfect. And writes his, writes his own name. He writes yeah. his own name on the wall. Graham, Graham. was here. Graham. Are you, what kind of, when has there ever been a decent human being called Graham anyway? Anyway, yeah, so we chose Conte. Yeah, we did. And I, I remember yesterday, yeah, yesterday morning we were talking about potential managers and stuff like that. And uh, I did. I kind of wanted a coach, if you like. I wanted, a, you know, a, a Ten Hag, a Potter, someone that would get the best, someone that's... Project, wasn't it, we were talking about? A project manager. Yeah, that seems to be the, the buzzword. And then, but as soon as, like, the tier one journalist started talking about Conte... I was all in. I was balls deep. I was like, yes, yes, Conte. Today I turned on tweet notifications for Tottenham. I haven't done that since the Tongi and Dombele signing was, was imminent. Um, and I was like so hyped for it because as as Bardi said, his his achievements were yesterday. This isn't Mourinho. This is yeah. a guy who's who had a run and then kind of has been kind of treading water for the last few years. This is a guy who's who's a top coach who wins things, has done it in the Premier League which is something I said I wanted yesterday, a guy with Premier League experience. He's won things. Fucking, I'm so excited. I'm so hyped. He's got, a tra- he's got a track record of turning things around quickly as well. Like, he comes into teams. I think he picks his projects well because, mm. you know, if you, he, if you believe what was being said, that he was basically waiting for that Manchester United job. He was lined up to do it as soon as Oli went. And I don't know why they didn't sack him because... They've really missed the boat here. Mark, I know. I know. Mark Goldbridge said um, said that Man United turned down Conte. That's what his line is at the moment. I know that <laughs> Mark Goldbridge is very good at what he does. He knows what he's doing, and he's doing it to wind people up. But um, it, it, Fabrizio Romano said on. Uh, I don't know if anyone's seen this. Probably, but it's. Uh, he said that after the United game, Paratici said, oh, "Is it Paratici?" Paratici. Uh, Paratici said he called up Conte to try to convince him to join Tottenham because Conte was dead set on on going to Manchester United. It was the only club, apparently, according to Fabrizio Romano, the the only club he was willing to join mid-term. And whatever Paratici said convinced him to join Tottenham. And as we are a big, like I was saying at the top of the show, we are a big club, but this is a significant signing this is something he's beyond us what he's done means that he could go to any club in the world there's a Barcelona job just sitting there and I appreciate that they are in trouble at the moment and that probably wouldn't suit his style and his need to spend and build squads but there's a big job there there is a job practically available at Manchester United second biggest team in the world in terms of revenue and whatnot and he's come here he's come here he's come to us and genuinely sorry go you know, it's an incredible thing that we've achieved and the, the, the stature that we've grown into. Um, I, we, we keep thinking about why he didn't join in the summer. And I think maybe 
a lot of that might have to do with gardening leave or something, or maybe assurances that he's been given now. Um, I don't think in the summer we could have guaranteed that he'd be working with Harry Kane. We know that he's he's a huge fan of Kane. He's talked at length about Kane, and we know how he like what kind of strikers he likes. And he makes strikers score score goals, man. Tevez got twenty two goals for him at, at Juve. Costa banged in the goals at um, at Chelsea, and Lukaku just did amazing numbers at Serie A. So I think the chance now to work with Kane pretty much the whole season and then convince Kane to stay on it is is a big thing. And I think Spurs Spurs remain an appealing project, man. We've got some good players and some good infrastructure there. They just need a pattern of play. They just need a system. And if he can instill a system into these into these idiots that we see running around the pitch not doing anything, then we could do some big things. And it's still I mean, so early in the year. There's still time, isn't there? I mean, not I don't know what's time for what, but it, it, there's still it was early enough in the season. To, to mean that we can still build from. We're not that far off top four. I don't know how many points we are. Four points, maybe. We're not that far off. So there's plenty of time. Right. And now you'd think if we spend a bit in... Talk, there's a talk of a £150 million war chest. War chest. War, fucking love a war chest. I really love a war chest. Do you know that? I've lost, the bigger, the better, if anything. Like, I just love a big, <laughs> bloody war chest to go into the transfer market with and just splash. I like swooping for players. I like, I like a good swoop and 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 mm. it seems if you believe the believe the shit that's coming out that he wants four players in January and we need four players we need to improve this squad Barty tell us about the players that he's been linked with um a couple I can't remember the blade names I should have written them down the Brozovic the Hel- there's um there's Brozovic there's a, the forward as well for Vlaovic uh, from Fiorentina yeah, yeah. Tell us a bit about them. Would they improve us? So Brozovic is is a machine. What we know for sure is Conte likes his midfielders to run like hell. And Brozovic um, does the numbers in terms of kilometres covered. He runs and doesn't stop running. So he would he would suit that style. Plus, he, he's passing. His passing ability is pretty good. And he understands um, Conte's philosophy. Vlaovic is, a, is an excellent striker. But I don't think that will happen in January. That will be an alternate to Kane if something goes wrong there. The other option is Frank Kessie, Frank Kessie at Milan, whose contract is running out. He's someone we were linked with earlier in the year, but he'll be available for, for cash in January for sure. And he's very much a, um, a Conte player. And the other ones is, I think, well, what they've done is pretty much look at who in Serie A's contract runs out this summer and just link them to us. And the other one is De Vrij at Inter, who obviously knows um, Conte really well. His contract is out. Skirinar as well. Screen. I don't know if his contract is up, but he would be a... Um, yeah, so Conte likes his centre-backs to almost play as full-backs when in possession of the ball. So he likes his full, he likes his centre-backs to push up with the ball. And Skriniar knows that role. I think Romero's really suited into that role. I don't think Davinson is. Rodon is... Uh, I don't know. Who do you think... Uh, Cal, who do you think the casualties will be in the short term? Um, Delhi. Uh, Delhi's the obvious one. Attitude's um, a big thing, isn't it? I'm not saying Delhi's got a bad attitude and then Dombley got a bad. I'm not going down that route. I'm just saying he's in the last couple of years. Skip, uh, it's not Skip. Sorry, um, Winks, Delhi, and at times and Dombley have shown perhaps some of the energy that that uh, that Conte wouldn't appreciate. Is that fair? Do you think? I'm going to disagree. Uh, okay, go on, Cal. You I, go first. Yeah. Uh, I was only, uh, the main thing around Delhi is. Um, 
I think positionally, I think he has an issue there. If we if we go to a three at the back, we go to three four three. He could perhaps play on the left of that front three, um, but him as a ten, there's no role for him there. Him him playing as a an eight, that's not happening. It doesn't suit him. He's as you know, I've sat next to Bardi many a times at Spurs, and in between screams about Aunt Bessie fans and all of that, he always talks about Delhi being the clo- the closest player to Harry Kane. And the system, if we do revert to a three at the back, and I think our fullbacks slash wingbacks are really suited to that, Sessignon is a player that I think, if we can get him fit, he's someone that could really benefit under under Conte. Um, but I think Delhi is going to have an issue. Winks is going to have an issue just because they both need to go anyway. Forget Conte, Nuno, doesn't matter who's in charge. Both of them need a fresh challenge and they both need to leave the club. Um, so I would, yeah, I would say Delhi. I would say uh, uh, Winks and maybe not Ben, but Ben Davies might get a state of execution because he might be able to play on that left left side of a three at the back. Um, I mean, yeah, there, there's if we are playing three at the back, we don't we can't really get rid of Ben Davies at this moment. Mm. You're going to need you need five centre backs effectively. Um, go on, in, buddy. What, why would you disagree with what we said about Winks and uh, Deli Ali? Then there's probably a space there for Deli in the Barella role. He likes his midfielders to to get up and down and have. He likes to have a box to box option. I think Deli can fulfil that role. Um, at Chelsea, he played a three four three and he had Hazard and Pedro in behind Costa. So there's an option there. I, I do think I think this is Deli's. Um, it's always kind of a bit of bullshit when you say last chance, but I think this is this is could be the manager that could reignite Daly like Poch did. I really think that could work. I think, and, and you don't forget, Contis tried to sign Delhi when he was at Inter. He was interested in him, That's true. and it's the same with Endombele. Inter wanted him, but they can't. They couldn't afford him. So I, I think Delhi and Endombele would be huge, um, huge winners in this because I do think it's a myth about Endombele doesn't run. I think. I think he will win in this. I think him, Romero, and Delhi will be good. I think Winks is done. I think that's that's it for Winks. He's finished. Uh, probably Delhi Ali. Well. I mean, and Dumbledore definitely runs. He just looks like he fucking hates every minute of it. But he could be great as the as the playmaker in that role. You'd have your holding midfielder who drops into the back three, who who kind of just sets the tempo. If um, if Skip and Schoeberg can't do that, then we'll sign someone like Brozovic in January. And then alongside him, you have a Delhi and a playmaker in it, in Dombele. I think that could really work. Well, um, I was looking on T- uh, Tifo, and they were breaking out, down what Conte could potentially do at Spurs, and they were talking about a midfield of Hoybier, Lacelso, and then Dombele um, in a in a three four three, no, or in, in a three five two. Sorry, with two wing backs in that midfield. I mean, we've been in, if anyone could write down our best eleven. On paper, getting tactics for a second, you'd want Lacelso and Ndombele to be there because they're our most creative midfielders. And if you can find a way and a system to get the best out of them, looking pretty good. What do you think? Uh, what do you think can? Uh, um, what can we hope for then this season, Cal? What 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 what's going to happen? Like what, what in your wildest dreams? Are 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 United? Sorry, are us uh, Chelsea. City, Liverpool, they're beyond us, right? We can't catch them even with Conte. But fourth? Is that even enough? Uh, I'm still yeah, in my back I, I think, you know, looking at it, I think um, Spooky posted the next 10 games for Spurs last night. And you look at the next 10 games. Uh, Vitez, Everton, Leeds, 
uh, Mora in the Conference League. Burnley, Brentford, Norwich, uh, Rene, Brighton, and Leicester. They are. Those next 10 Rene. games. Whatever. Ren. Ren. Them. Um, Come on, we've, uh, got, we've got royalty here. Extra, it's royalty. He just said, he just said, he just said the Barella role, and I was like, I don't even fuck know what that means. But I'd let it go. I let... Lovely. He's an incredible centre midfielder who's become one of the best centre midfielders under Conte. Never heard of him. Never heard of him. He's a must. Played against England in the final. <laughs> Didn't watch it. Didn't watch it. We won that game. Like, I'm, like, I effectively can celebrate the Euros now because as, as long as Conte's here, I'm Italian. Sorry, go on. Uh, yeah, we got we got we got we got a favourable run. Yeah, you look at those mm-hmm. next, next ten games in all competitions. We're in a quarterfinal of a Carabao Cup. Um, you know, Man United lurch from being you know they're they're the team, aren't they? Out of the the top four from last season, they are the team that are available to be caught. Um, Solskjaer is a fucking fraud, and he's just he's ticking along there. I remember seeing one of the journalists the other day said they like him because they can control him at Man United. Whereas, you know, a coach like Mourinho or Conte, they can't. And how true that is, I don't know. But it, it makes a lot of sense. Um, and I think that they are there to be got. And I think if we can put together a run over these next 10 games and not lose many, fucking we're right back in it again. And Champions League is back on and maybe even a trophy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And in, in, order to, in order to make this work, Harry Kane needs to be back on side, right? I think we all agree that there's something not right with him this year. It might be the system. It might be that, you know, we had issues. We've had, we have issues, not necessarily getting into the final third, the, but actually getting shots off and creating chances. That's where we, we, we've really struggled. And that is partly down to Kane's poor performance in the first part of this season. Um, what do you think is going through his head then, Bardi, now? Because if you're talking about matching his ambition, if it wasn't just a case of Kane wanted out because he's fed up of being at Spurs, been there a long time, he wants a new challenge. If it was about ambition and Spurs matching it, this is about as ambitious an appointment as as Spurs can make because we have to spend the money along with Conte to bring him in, massive name, shouldn't by any rights be your Tottenham manager, but he is here. So what 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 do you think is going through Kane's head now and, and, and do you think Conte will get the best out of him? Will he Will he... Will he be willing to play for Spurs in the same way again? I think so. We saw Jose had a massive impact on on Harry and he started playing better under him. Um, I I do think there's been a bit of a deterioration in Kane in terms of how he moves and stuff. But I I think with a proper system around him, he can blossom again for sure. He could could easily go on a run and do 20 league goals now. Um, And it's up to Conte to persuade him. And it it will be quick. If Conte feels that um, Kane isn't on board, he'll get rid of him. Um, Conte famously binned off a good few players at Juventus after two training sessions. He looked at them and just said they can't run. And it's that same kind of thing when, when we signed Pochettino. Someone at Southampton said you need two lungs, two hearts. Yeah, and um, three, hung, three lungs, yeah. But yeah, yeah and, and Conte says he's not happy unless his fullbacks are spitting blood. That's how much he'll run them. He'll run our fullbacks ragged. And that's what he'll want, a commitment. I saw that in the, uh, where he was, he was giving a team talk at Juve, wasn't he? And um, he was, uh, he was, he didn't, I couldn't see who he was talking to, but he goes, but t- you play until the end of the season at the last, last minute of the last mm. game, I want you spitting blood. That's, that shit yeah. is, gets me engorged. That's what you want to hear, isn't it? Because it, 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 the opposite was what we saw under Nuno. It was, it there doesn't seem to, seem to be any fight. It's all, it was all too nice. It was too calm. Like Nuno was too, 
and, and that's it's, it's saying something after Jose Mourinho where it was horrible and toxic. But Nuno seemed, while the football was awful, seemed a nice guy, a nice guy. But there was no, there was nothing there. There's nothing to the way we were playing. And then you've got a manager saying there was another story actually just that leads into this is um, when he was uh, manager at um, Juve. I think they'd won the league at the last last game, right? They'd already won the league. And Buffon yep. had come into the changing room with some representatives and they were discussing the bonus structure and who, who players are going to play what for winning the league. And Conte tore Buffon apart in front of everybody. And they went on and won that game 3-0. But his point was, this is still football. I want to win every game. It doesn't matter if we won the league. I want to win this one and we're going to win this one and don't even fucking talk about bonuses in front of me right now when we should be concentrating on what the job at hand and that all this stuff you know you know he's not he's hard man he's a hard he's a he's a he's a character he's difficult to work with I'd imagine he's fallen out with people he left Inter after having a successful season because he wasn't happy with the way things are going but fuck me he wins he wins and he's he's you're right. In what I do get concerned about these stories, it, it does kind of flag a, a kind of Jose character. But he's not that. He understands modern footballers. He was a footballer himself who who played at the highest level. So he does understand the the sensitivities of the of the younger players. And last season he had the famous where he did a, a a fake boxing match with Lautaro Martinez. He had a falling out with his one of his best players. The the championship had already been won, and I think he subbed. A subbed Martinez. He put him on and then took him off because he wasn't happy with how he played, and there was a proper falling out. And then the next day at training, they did a um, Argentine barbecue, and then they put on big kind of inflatable boxing gloves and had a boxing match and relaxed. <laughs> and there was a more relaxed atmosphere. So, I do think he he will under he he, will, he does understand younger players. He's had a big influence on on individuals, and uh, I know it's some people will go, oh well, he he won something at Inter. He won stuff at Juve, at Chelsea, and those clubs are kind of always destined to win things. But if you, if you want an idea of what he can do with absolute trash, then go and watch what he did with the Italy team in 2016, where he took these bunch of no-hopers, where we lost Verratti and Marchisio before the tournament even started. We had Simone Zaza and Graziano Pella as our strikers, and we took, we took Belgium apart. We took Spain apart. We walked our group. And it was only penalties against the Germans that stopped us from getting to the semi-finals. And that was the worst bunch of bin men you've ever seen play for Italy. And that was all down to his coaching. And it wasn't even like he had them every day. He just had them uh, for a few weeks every every few months. We talked a bit about Paratici yesterday because he's coming under some stick unfairly. And, it, and uh, man, obviously all we can do as fans is react to the news that comes out. And when I say news, often it's rumoured based on absolutely nothing. If you believed what we understood his role to be in getting Nuno is that we he turned down Fonseca to get in a more defensive-minded coach. But now the, the rumours now is that he, Paratici always wanted Conte. Always wanted Conte and couldn't convince him to come to Tottenham. Um, and now... Because of that, and because he's, this stuff's come out from Romano, Fabrizio Romano that he was integral, he was the reason he's ended up coming to Tottenham. It feels like we do have this kind of little powerful couple, right? Where Daniel Levy is going to do what he should do, which is stand back and allow, allow Paratici to do his work and and uh, Conte to manage. But them two as a as a combination seems quite powerful, buddy. Do you think? Yeah, I think it's 
Yeah, I think so. There was definitely some influence there. I mean, there's, there's a lot of guesswork going on about what happened with the whole Gattuso Fonseca and how we ended up with Nuno. But I, for sure, I think Paratici has been an influential decision in, in this. There's no, yeah, there's no two ways about it. Yeah, for sure. I think it was really interesting that uh, when Nuno was sacked, that there was no statement from Levy. The, Stevie, uh, the statement was, for, was from Paratici. And then today when we've hired Conte, the statement is from Paratici again. It's about, I think Daniel Levy is has taken that step back and has said, right, you're making the football decisions. I'm. He obviously holds the purse strings, uh, Daniel Levy, but it's like, right, it's your decision. You're going to own this decision. You're going to make the statement. You're going to tell the fans why. You're going to hire the new guy you're going to tell us about the new guy. Like it's very much, it's, there's a very noticeable change in our communication with the, the, the supporters to me. I thought that was really quite noticeable. Mm. And I think it's good now that he has got someone that he has worked with before and been successful with before. And it's something to be really, really excited about. I Definitely. Stateside Hotspur got a question here. It says, do you think Scott Conte is still viewed as a placeholder for Spotch? Still viewed? Oh, no, fuck off. That's mad. <laughs> Given the level of manager Conte, hang on, hang on. Let me finish the question. Given the level of manager, given the level of manager Conte is, do you think that Levy will try to run with Conte as long as possible, or will he drop him at the first sight of Poch? And if so, what does this say about the ambition of the club? I mean, it's never going to happen. It's not. Go on, Barney, I'm fucking raging here. I mean, if, if that did happen, it would say everything about the ambition of a club, but there's no chance that that will ever happen. I think people are overestimating Poch's importance to Tottenham now, I think. Yeah, I think so. And and uh, you can't compare Poch and Conte. They're, Conte takes big, takes big giant shits bigger than Pochettino. Well, so, um, yeah. Nice. Needs to... nice. We, the problem with Tottenham is we're constantly looking back. Just not look back. Let's look forward to this period now under this great manager. We we had to look. Some some I can understand the conversations about Pochettino when we were looking for a manager and we weren't getting one, and it seemed like he might want to come back to Tottenham. That is a conversation worth happening. We've gone beyond that now. Like you don't you can't be thinking the minute Poch uh, Conte, Conte signs, there's not there's no sense in 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 that. Think way of thinking in in the eighteen months we will ditch Conte for Poch for what? What in what what club in the world would do that? That is crazy. That, I, there that is, is there is I, I think people there is no obsession inside Tottenham. I don't know this, but I'm pretty sure with Pochettino, I think it's a fans' obsession. Yeah, there's that that Twitter account about have Tottenham fans tweeted about the sixteen seventeen season yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. I love that. I love that. I need to start following that account. Like, no, no. Like, we've got one of the best managers in the world who's won things everywhere he's been. He's, as Bardi said, relevant of the now. And he's at Spurs. Why would we hark back to this guy? Like, we we all loved him, but it's done. And there's an argument to say he's done as a coach. Like, he's finished. Well, Um, I mean, that's mass madness. I know you love definitive... I know. I like saying mad things. Yeah. It's fun. Oh, that is um, mad. Though. <laughs> you don't know got... where we go. On. But there's, you know, it, he had a run at Spurs, and then it fucking fell apart, and he clearly wanted out. Let's stop talking about him now. It's really weird. Actually, <laughs> it's a bit weird. Do you it's know? Weird. Do you know? Do you know what? What I'm way I'm thinking. This is what I'm mm. going through in my brain. I'm thinking. Yeah. Conte will last 
maybe 18 months, two years at Tottenham, right? Before something happens or or maybe not, it won't. But that's this is my feeling. Around two years will, will, will be his limit as a, a Spurs manager based on what's happened previously in his career. And then we should be thinking about things like uh, Ten Hag. Then, or Potter then. Or, or, do you know, or someone who can build something based on what, on the castle that Conte's created. Mm. So, no. So, no, maybe. Yeah. That, that's the way we should be thinking. Not just if Poch comes, is available, we've got to get rid of Conte. That's going mad. Imagine how fat Pochettino is going to be by the time Conte's doesn't done ma- this thing. Doesn't matter how fat he is. Absolutely massive. He's going to look, make Steve Bruce look anorexic. Like I, don't, no. I mean, it's fine if he's overweight. No problem. I don't want that slob. That no, it's not something. <laughs> it's not sake. It's, it's not something for players Ugh. to look up to. That's why Steve Bruce is a failure. You can't. You can't have. You know, elite athletes running around and there's a slob nutting off a rustler burger on the fucking touchline. No. What's your Twitter hand, handle? Um, in no case anyone disagrees me. with you. Yeah, it's at, it's at BC the Grand Slam. No one follows me. No one ever replies to me and it's great. So I can say whatever I like. But you see, the Grand Slam means nothing to Tottenham fans. That's why. It's like when Alex was Razor Rico 86, you couldn't spell it. So no one ever found him. Mm, it's great. Um, it's great. I don't have to delete tweets. Fair enough. <laughs> all right, we'll leave it there. Um, all right, I think that that'll do. I just wanted to get your you guys' feelings. I haven't spoken spoken to you about it, and Barry, I knew you'd be really excited. Did you? Oh yeah, we got to clear up something because um, mm-hmm. I mentioned you. I called you out on t- uh, on the podcast yesterday, didn't I? And you sent you me a message saying you're not happy. Explain what I did wrong because I don't think I, d- I have done anything wrong. No, I just no. You, you didn't do anything wrong. I didn't do anything wrong. You just well, you, you put that. No, you out. did. You did. You did something wrong. I I've never done anything wrong in my life. <laughs> you, I put the tweet out saying saying that, and you was like, "Play Ricky's laugh." I just He's wanted answered. to hear Ricky's laugh. To be honest with you, no, I you liar. It. Like, you was, of course, she was linking it. It didn't make any sense if you just posted that out on the blue. <laughs> I just did. I just wasn't you didn't believe. You did not. You did. Yeah, all all the boys that went to the game on Sunday just saying how awful they felt yesterday. How long was you drinking into the night? I don't know. It seemed like a long time. I mean, I was ended it? up getting Alex, you know, he's flush for cash. We got an Uber home. And it was on nice. Uber. Uh, Uber to. What, oh, was he staying at yours? Yeah, he stayed with mine. Yeah, so a bit of a, a bit of a schlep out there, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So it was a heavy day. It was a heavy day. Um, it's, uh, it's yeah, good. I think I've got everything off for Conte off my chest that I hadn't said before. I think, I think this is such good news, man. I really do think this is great news. And, um, it's a, it's really funny watching Koi's Twitter go all Italian, and yeah, um, it's a lot of this, isn't it? A lot of this, a lot of that. I'm not not a fan. Not a fan. I'm not a fan of that. I think, but um, you know, I don't give a shit at the moment. Actually, Ten Hag's trending. What's he trending? I bet he goes at Newcastle. No, they're getting no Emery. It is about Newcastle. Ten Hag's really Newcastle reservations over Premier League safety. Yeah. Um. There we go. Uh. Yeah, okay, all right, that's it. Cheers, boys. Um, are we, I mean, the one, one final thing, is what's great about this is not only do we get a fucking fantastic manager and, you know, mm. we can dream, even if this goes tits up and we spursy up and it doesn't work for Tottenham where it's worked elsewhere for him. Right now, we don't know. We can just be hopeful and really excited about the future. But Arsenal fans are hating it. I've spent as much time reading Arsenal fans' tweets as I have reading about Spurs. And some of them are losing their shit. Absolutely losing it. And really, if you look at it, boys, our last two appointments have been the two most famous managers or one, or, or amongst the very elite managers that you could possibly get. 
Klopp and yeah. Pep being <laughs> and Arsenal. Ignoring Nuno, did Nuno not happen? Like, are you just completely forgetting about Nuno? <laughs> I said two out of three. I did. You, my bad. I mean, it. it I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, Nuno is going to be completely... That four months is n- never going to be remembered. So, um, yeah. yeah it's he, like Sant- Santini levels, isn't it? It's just... It's, yeah, it's like a, something that... Well, from that weird time when Nuno managed it for a bit. But what I'm saying is that we... The size of our football club now... Could Arsenal have got Conte? I don't think so. Jose Mourinho choose Spurs over, over Arsenal. So what does that say yeah. about the size of our football club? We might not have the trophies yet. But in terms of comparing clubs... There's only one club that Conte was going to go to, and it wasn't going to be Arsenal. Yeah. He chose. Nuno, he, 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 be the, um, Nuno would be the taxi driver that took us to the airport. That would be his role in the history of Tottenham Hotspur. He would be the guy that uh, took us there to to take off. Wow! <laughs> but we we took off, and we had a bloody good fucking holiday after that. Yes, we did. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, this has been a fighting cop. Cheers, boys. <laughs> Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Does a robot know you like a neighbor? Insurance Corporation will fulfill requests to cover anyone, anything, anytime, anywhere with most standard algorithm in the order it was received.
Please hold. Robots don't know you. We do. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting the insurance coverage you need always starts with a conversation. Find a Farm Bureau agent at fbfs.com slash protect. It's your future. Let's protect it. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.